When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I get why Durant's going to look at this roster on paper and say, really? But if you actually think of how these players can play together with Durant playing at the level he can, I think they're going to be good. Now, of course, tomorrow, Durant's probably going to ask out, and this is all going to mean nothing. But right now, where we still haven't heard from him, I think the Nets can compete. Um, But of course, you had Chris Haynes ominously reporting today that the Suns are going to keep an eye on what happens here. And yeah. I'm sure there's a little more behind that report than even he's letting on. Yeah. So, I mean, again, this is kind of the tricky part is what is, what is going to happen um, with this situation? Because we have not heard a thing from Durant and, you know, we know that the last one leaked. So I would assume that this one would as well. So I, you're just waiting for that alert that uh, Durant has asked for a trade as well. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I personally think Durant is more likely to wait out the season and then decide uh, with what they have left, whether or not he wants to continue here. I think he probably recognizes the difficulty in, um, you know, being traded midseason and all that that would entail. He is locked up with a contract. He's in the first year of his extension, so there's no urgency necessarily to get it done. And I, I wonder whether or not he has any sense of relief now that this is over and he doesn't have to deal with it. However, based on everything that Durant has said at every stage of Kyrie's controversial behavior, um, it's been more supportive of him and critical of management. One of the reasons he uh, requested a trade, it was uh, presumed that it that uh, he didn't like how uh, management handled the Irving uh, situation in the offseason and uh, didn't want to be there anymore because he didn't like the direction, the fact that they were basically telling him, you know, we don't want you. He wasn't on board with the lengthy suspension over the anti-Semitic comments and the no, uh, you know, no guaranteed return aspect of that. Uh, he absolutely defended him during the vaccine situation and said it was a personal choice. He's yet to basically say, you know, Kyrie effed me every step of the way here, and I'm tired of his crap. He just hasn't done it. And in fact, not only has he not done it to cover for his friend, I feel like he's actually believed that, you know, management is more to blame than Irving uh, has been throughout a lot of years. Yeah, he wanted Sean Marks fired. You know, he wanted, he's like, I I don't like anything that you guys are doing here. Um, And so I do wonder what he's thinking now, because I think he would have wanted management to just extend Kyrie and go. Um, give him the max this offseason and call it a day. And he didn't get that. So I am really, really, really curious what happens here. Maybe something changed. And you had the situation over the offseason, as you talked about, and you wonder at that point, uh, when Durant asked for a trade, the first thing you think of is, is he finally done with Kyrie? And then we learn more about what happened behind the scenes there. And you're like, all right, this is probably more in defense of Kyrie. But something could have changed over the course of this season. The drama striking again uh, halfway through the year. 18-2, and that great run they went on together, uh, turning into a disaster again. Not quite to the same level as last year, but they went 4-7 and uh, once Durant went down. 
So maybe his belief in Irving the player waned once he went down again and saw this team can't survive without me. Uh, We haven't heard from Durant yet. We haven't heard any indication that he'd be out if they traded Irving. And if there was, which I'm sure the team checked in on and knows to some degree about, that's probably where you would have seen them keep Kyrie, right? Yeah. And try to hold it together. But instead, they moved aggressively within two days to get him out of here. So I have to think they know to some degree that they can retain Durant here, especially when they made a trade to to keep competing rather than a trade to get a million picks as you talked about. Yeah. Do you, do you, if you're Brooklyn right now, do you, do you do anything possible to see if you can find someone to take Simmons right now? I know it's an extremely difficult thing just simply to not have Simmons anymore. Cause if you have Finney Smith here, I think that kind of fits into that role. I, I do wonder uh, what they would do uh, with him there. I think you just sent him down. Let him figure it out. You don't need him anymore after this trade. Again, I tweeted after. I, I, everyone was laughing. All the names of guys that they have in their rotation now. I don't think you need to play Ben Simmons anymore with the team you have. You can, but now you can play big, defensive, and have shooting across the board without him out there doing whatever it is that he does at this point. I think this is the beginning of the end of Simmons's time there. and Obviously, it's a huge contract that's almost impossible to move right now. But is he going to be too mad if he's just sitting on the bench collecting checks? Didn't seem like he was too upset with it last year. And now I think you've undermined how necessary he is on this roster. And he's out again with knee pain. How many stints has he had on the bench injured this year? Obviously, the fit hasn't been what they thought it could be. They need creators. So maybe he factors in somewhere in the rotation. But I think in the starting lineup, you start Dinwiddie, O'Neal, uh, Durant, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Claxton. And that's a pretty solid lineup, both directions. A lot of big wings, a lot of shooting, uh, and you can do a bunch of stuff with that group. So you can't move Simmons to answer that question. Uh, but in a year, maybe you find something this offseason. If you can't, try to let him figure it out again, and then you can stretch his contract in the final year if you really need to at that point. So... I think we're already starting to see the beginning of the uh, failure of this of this little Simmons experiment here because I don't know what he gives you. They had that nice little double big thing going on to start the year, but he's just once he scores zero against Boston in that game, I feel like any momentum that group had, of course, Durant going down too, just waned. Uh, and I've never been a big believer in him, but uh, you can't move him. I mean, that contract, what is it, 36 this year, 38 next year, 40 the year after? It's it's as bad of a contract as you'll ever see. <laughs> it's a bad contract. So, yeah, that's the other bonus of this move I was going to mention is that it kind of undermines how much you need to play Simmons, uh, which is good. Yeah, I mean – I, I mean, I just completely disagree with your thinking that, like, you're not going to pay – Simmons, you know, it's just, you're just, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, You're obviously going to play, you're going to pay him, but. Play him? Of course you're going to play him. Yeah, you're going to play him somewhere, but I just think it's less significant than it was when he was in the starting lineup next to um, Claxton and Durant. And you want to try to make it work, of course, so you can move him or even benefit from his play, but it's just. We're so far away from the point, I feel like, where he was an impact player. Um, 
I'll tell you this. The Celtics aren't going to go into a series against this roster too worried, which is uh, what I think most of our chat is interested in here. Um, but I think they are at least in a position where they can keep Durant and Tyson involved, which is what they needed to do in a pinch. And uh, I kind of like their roster. I, I, it's that depth versus top-end stars thing. And they have more depth than you can imagine. Uh, it's it's up and down the line. There's good players here. And they went against the Wizards last night yeah. without Durant. So now moving- they add a couple of players to it. Yeah. I like so- it. What's interesting here is, uh, you know, and certainly for a certain, uh, you know, uh, a, a large, large faction of um, Celtics fans is uh, they've they've had Kyrie Irving fatigue in terms of any conversations revolving around Kyrie Irving for years. Many people have. I do at times, but it's so it's it's so hard to not talk about it or to turn away from it uh, because it's just always it's always the biggest story. I mean, he's been the biggest story in the league. How many times in the last two years, you know, it's just, it's the gravity that he has with just, you know, whatever's going on upstairs and all of the controversy he creates and all of the ripple effects um, that it causes league wide. And obviously that affects the Celtics. Why do we talk about it? It has direct impact on the Celtics, a lot of different ways this off season. Obviously you're talking about whether or not you're going to keep this team together as a contender, going back to the Harden stuff as well. You know, when they had, when they built that big three and they looked like this was going to be the next great force uh, in the East or in the NBA uh, all the way through his vaccine holdout, all the way through this year where this off season, where it resulted in uh, Kevin Durant asking for a trade, then the Celtics call and get involved in that, and that irks Jalen Brown, and then it's out there on the table. Like it has impact, and it has impact on the Celtics. So you got four days, Celtics fans. For those of you who wanted to do the Kevin Durant trade in the offseason, which was a smaller number than I realized. And, uh, and again, Bobby, you and I talked about this on the last show, uh, how we've kind of flipped our stances here. Uh, do you think he gets traded? Do you think the Celtics even inquire um, at this point, uh, seeing that it could potentially really backfire, um, or does he stay put? What do you think? We said it the other day. I think when that phone rings this time, you got to double tap it and <laughs> not even put yourself in position to appear in a Shams report. They're not, they're not going to consider it for a second. And again, I think the goal with this next trade is to keep Durant in town beyond that deadline and try to entice him with a roster that can continue to compete here and have flexibility to make more moves, which is another layer to it. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, the Suns are the obvious team that you'll hear. They've been reported already. They can do a Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre and Picks thing that leaves Durant and Phoenix with Paul. Booker, uh, Johnson maybe in that case, and whoever they can find to play center. You can probably debate those rosters, which is a better spot for Durant to compete. And of course, the West is much softer competition, yeah. which you have to consider for now. But um, is Paul, Booker, Durant with no depth better than this Nets team that has tons of depth and, and versatility right now? Tough to say. I think you lean Phoenix for sure, but then if you're Phoenix, you don't have any flexibility, and you have probably a one, two-year window with Paul there, the way his career is starting to trend. I'm super interested to see how it's going to go, but I think Durant stays beyond the deadline. And no, the Celtics will not be inquiring. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think they like that they can keep Jalen Brown long-term now with a Supermax if if he makes All-NBA. 
Now, that is something they'll have to ask themselves, who's more valuable, uh, Brown on a Supermax or Durant on this deal that's below the Supermax number uh, until the end of it. But it's not just Brown. It's the same conversation we had over the summer. You got to match contracts. There's another player in there. There's picks going out, probably. Uh, and that's tough. That's tough, even if you do like Durant straight up more than Brown. Um I don't think there's any incentive to even explore it right now. In the summer, if you lose early in the playoffs or uh, deep in the playoffs, either one because of how this offense functions, I think you revisit it then.